going on? It's your boy Slick Grayson, aka Law. Yo, it's your boy Poppy Sazon, aka B Breezy. What's going on, y'all? We'd like to welcome you out to the first official episode of This Might Not Go So Well. So, uh-huh. how you feeling, brother man? Feeling good, feeling good. A lot of week, you know. Out here striving. How about you, brother? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm excited. You know, we did the zero episode. That one's in the vault. We might drop that a little bit later on just so y'all kind of see how we're working out the kinks. But, uh, yo, it's time. Five years in the making and the party has started. Welcome uh-huh. to the party. Baby, welcome to the party. Shout, uh. shout out to the floor. Shout out to the floor. R.I.P. Pop. But, um, yeah, man, what's going on, bro? Ah, oh, man. A lot of stuff went happened this week. New music. We gonna probably get into probably touching it into the Trey Songs album and a little loaded and everything else. And then we had the vice president debate. Wanna start off there? I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't watch it, but but there's a reason. After the first one, I just felt like, you know, it was going to be better. I kind of had a feeling how it was going to go. So I was like, eh, I'm all right. I think that I speak for the average citizen where it's just like, you know what? Right now, politics is really feeling like theatrics. So I'm not... Reality TV. Yeah, it's, it's very flavor of love-ish. Shout out to Kamala Harris. She, I heard she held her own. Mm-hmm. I, interestingly enough, I heard that... um. I heard from like our generation, our age group, that she won. But then I talking to older people, they were like, "Oh, she held her own. She didn't win." And oh, I, yeah. I was confused by that though, because I was like, "What does that mean? How do you hold your own but not win?" And it was broken down that like, well, they were so busy trying to talk policy while the Republican Party hasn't been giving us any plan. It's just rhetoric at this yeah, point. They can't get them to answer a question, so essentially they're playing into their hands. Which I was like, "Oh, that makes sense." It's like, how can you win an argument if the other person ain't arguing? That's a fact, and my general consensus of the um, of the debate was both of them did good. This was way more professional. This was an actual traditional debate compared to what last week was. Like both of them, even though Pence was ducking and dodging Harris, but I think they both handled themselves with class, and it was able to get their point across. But I would say for your comment about not with no real plan. That side don't need a plan. They just got to keep reinforce, keep reinforcing that thought process to get them to vote out. They don't really need no plan. They just got to just show them that they're still behind them so they can get the actual vote. So that's how I feel about Pence. But let's talk about Harris' facial expressions. Oh, yeah. She she really she came out full force black mom on Saturday morning when you don't do the dishes or you don't take out the chicken. Like I seen to me, like I said, I feel like I didn't watch it, but the Twitter was so crazy that I was like, oh, OK, this is what went down. Like I saw I saw the face. I saw the fly. I was like, oh, it's the face versus the fly. That's how the night basically went. So I was like, oh, OK. And you saw how Biden capitalized off of it. He put the fly spot on his website. It was instantly sold out. That was really old ancient white man tactics right there. He's Come like, on. the kids will get a kick out of this one. Let's sell fly. <laughs> Waters. Let's go down to the Dollar General and sell, you know, get some 50 cent fly slaughters and sell them for the campaign. Yeah, and also, I also want to give props to Kamala too, because she was um, Mr. Vice President. I'm speaking, you know, she made sure she dominated her airspace and assert herself and make sure she had her voice there. So I give her credit, but that the memes they had, I saw like 20 different gifts, <laughs> 20 different memes. From non-Greek to, to Greek, I'm like, come on now. What's going on in America? Yeah, I saw one that stood out to me, and I wanted to text you when I saw it. It was like, oh, she better get loud. Like, she probably doesn't chat to me. And I was like, yo, that's how y'all be getting down, B? But, I don't know. Yeah, you a lie. <laughs> you a lie. Anybody that see your, your, your social media, no it's Mr. Shaky Legs over here. Come on now. Follow me, though. <laughs> you going to drop it for the people? Uh, you know, Brezzy underscore Poppy. You feel me? Yeah, right. Make whatever. sure you say the poppy. Whatever. Not saying that. Regardless. Um, yeah, man. I mean, politics right now is really it's odd because you know we're at the age where we're too old to not be informed but we're not old enough to be taken seriously mm. and I think that's probably like the weirdest thing like literally we're I mean I know you old as hell but we're only what seven, so we're seven years away from being <laughs> we're seven years away from being eligible technically to be president of the United States I think I'd be 35 like yeah I feel like like I said last week like man you, you need more credentials to work at McDonald's than to be president and I think 
speaking of Donalds, the Donald has already shown that like, yo, we need some, we need reform. Oh, and this yeah. this ain't working. Not I, calling for a full revolution, but in history has shown that anytime government is failing its people, there is revolution that comes about, which is yep. interesting. Shout out to my, one of my coworkers who put me on. He's like a old school historian, so he dropped some knowledge in front of kids, and I was like, yo, this is a, a hundred percent fact. So I, I need I need the president to at least have some experience in the government. I feel like. Even though I think the requirements, you just have to be born here and be 35 and you could run. I think that needs to change. Like you need to hold some type of office position, either assembly member, state senate, congress, congresswoman, congressman or something, a mayor, a governor, something you have to because you see what happens with Trump now, how he doesn't rely on these officials to give him actual knowledge on it he's spilling out misinformation about certain things and he don't know how to play the policy game man i don't think trump was even on his student council when he was in public elementary school or whatever like what have you so like you said like there should be some kind of experience factor but i just feel like we're in a position where like like literally we're only a first world country based on missiles like we're in debt like we so we see all these you know these one eight hundred credit card websites and all these different things like the government needs the the national treasury needs to call these people and like how can we fix this we owe a lot of money we we trillions in debt the pandemic has just wrecked us from our infrastructure it revealed all the flaws in our infrastructure we was looking like the Lakers defense in Game Five like it, it's ridiculous and you know there are there is a section of the country that feels you know well what, what else could Trump do well he literally pulled away from the pandemic team set up by the prior administration that was built in the case of something like this happening sure he gave us a little $1,200 but when you really ration that out that was $1,200 over now more than six months which means that he basically gave every American citizen $200 and was like hey I know you might be out of work I know that you know your, your bills are passed due you ain't pay your rent but uh, take this 200 you know? and, and then he said that he wasn't trying to give a lot of stimulus check until after the election yes he's, and now he's using the stimulus to his advantage he's like oh well when after the election we can go into another stimulus we're not going to talk not realizing people are struggling to eat and, you know, here, at, you know, this might not go so well. We try not to be so heavy, but this is really the reality of our situation. Like, we have a man in power who, whether you are racist, not racist, uh, white, black, Puerto Rican, Asian, you know, whatever you are, your denomination doesn't matter religiously. Like, we have to look at this system as a whole. Do I think Obama was the best president ever? Absolutely not. Nope. There were flaws in every president, but he was in a system where he tried to do what he could. And for the lack of better words, when he came in and he left, he maintained the status quo. Things weren't that bad. They weren't that great. But, hey, I'll take middle ground. With Trump, I can seriously say, has my everyday life been impacted? Not necessarily. I say COVID has has done it. But his response, he is directly responsible for the public response to COVID. And he dropped the ball. Yes, because he has turned the mask into a political thing, which I don't understand how that even came about. And then... And I just want to piggyback on just the October surprise. You telling me a 70 something year old man who weighs over 240 pounds beat COVID in three days. Man, when when they said that it takes at least two to four weeks for an average person to recover from COVID. But a person of his size and his age takes three days. Man. Yeah, you really think he had it? I don't know. I don't think he had it. I think after, I mean, we might be jumping ahead a little bit. I saw the video where he, you know, he came back to the White House like he was. He thought he was Denzel in Training Day before he. <laughs> it was like Denzel in Training Day. Like he got shot. Like he took the mask off and he did that little head turn and he tried to breathe. It's probably like felt like mad little glass shards was in his heart. Just ugh. Like you can't fake the funk. And I feel like that's really what it's been. It's like he's been fake it till you make it. Like I said, he's the he's really the first black president. Everything that a lot of these white supremacists, these proud boys and whatever else they want to be called, like everything that they feared that Obama and any other potentially, you know, African-American or minority president would be. Trump is that. Yeah. Trump is denying facts. He's pardoning criminals. If you disagree with him, you're fired. I mean, I feel like Dave Chappelle did this skit like what, 15 years ago, and it holds, oh, yeah. and it still holds weight. That you know, this is what that is Trump. He was Trump without the toupee. And you know what also kills me is the is the economic gains that he's going to get from his presidency, because the I get I forgot the name of the medication that he was taking, 
why he supposedly had COVID, but it's a company based in Queens, which he is, which he is from. And one of the owners is his friend. I mean, not the owners. One of the people who invest in the stock mm-hmm. is his friend. So him just by saying that medication's name, their stock has tripled, which can possibly lead to some economic gains for him. So I'm just like, who? what are you doing this for? Are you actually really doing this for the American people? Or are you doing it for your pockets? Because I'm thinking he really doesn't think he's going to win. So now, right now, he's trying to do everything to put leverage. So when he comes out of this, he's going to look at a nice big check. I mean, I feel like everything he's done has been for his pockets, which is, you know, I mean, as a businessman, like you can say, as a businessman, you got the most powerful position in the world. Like, it's like he's at the head of the table. It's like, yo, whatever I do is going to set me up. I feel like he's going to go to jail at the end of this, though, because there's way too many investigations and way too many, you know, upset parties. But then I feel like also in 2016, we all said he knew he can't win, so he's going to wild out. And lo and behold, he won. I think he has angered a lot of his base. I think that he has, you know, a lot of people that were supporting him, the people, the you know, the rural American and the swing states that supported him prior election probably realized well he did a lot more harm than good but you know they still what about uncle joe uncle mm-hmm. joe you know he he's right now he's in political pander mode he's talking to our generation but what is he presenting to those people in those swing states historically we know what states what blue states he's going to get we know what red states trump is going to get those co- other colors like what is he going to do what does he say and i mean it's going to be interesting to watch how this pans out in the next month or literally month. We're going to find out who our next president is. But then there's also the step of, well, if Trump does lose, does he peacefully transition out? Oh, I doubt that. Homie is petty. He is not about to transit out. And I think that's the thing. We've never had a, a situation in American history where a sitting president has refused to um, leave office and allow the next president to come in. So I know what, I know one president in the past, correct me if I'm wrong, he tried to um, elect a lot of people to a court just before his presidency to try to upset the other the person who won. I, I'm going I'm to I'm Google it. I'm going to find out, though. But continue, though. I mean, it might have been. But to my knowledge, it hasn't been like one that acting president, president has literally said, yo, I'm, yo, you won? That's cool. I'm still here, though. What you going to do? Oh, yeah. And I think that's the next logical conversation pre but we got to say if Trump if he wins what happens cuz the way he's handled things has not worked out in the best interest of the American people unless you were in that upper I won't even say top 1% unless you're in the top 8% of America where you have investments and generational wealth and things of that nature but if he loses he says you know what I feel like the election was rigged. We're already having that conversation in regards to the mail-in ballots and, you know, all of that. So he loses and he wants to fight. What happens? So is there talk of revolution? Is there, you know, I can't think of the word right now, but there is a way to, to, you know, transition him out non-peacefully? Like, I don't think you want to get violent to end Trump's Trump's chapter. But it's a lot of things that can happen. And that's why we have, as citizens, have to be informed. That's why for episode one, we wanted to come out and, you know, tackle this head on. But speaking about head on, in that vice presidential debate, uh, a fly dead landed on son's head, uh, Mike Pence. (laughs) And I think that that was just symbolic of, you know, what the last four years have been on it's like flies are attracted to, to to bullshit yeah and unfortunately you know you are what you what the fly says you are and it I pulled believe, up I, I believe when the fly landed on him he was really not saying anything he was just bullshitting around the question that was that was given to him so that fly landed on the perfect but and, and going to the fly the memes that came out of it shout out to twitter if y'all not on Twitter, I don't know what y'all doing with y'all life because Twitter is hilarious because I was going down my timeline. Yo, they had they had I saw this one meme of the of a fly sitting on the on the couch looking at TV like, yo, there goes fly Sean. <laughs> my boy made it. I was like, yo, come on now. We didn't give the fly fly Sean out here. <laughs> come on now. But I mean, I think that's the beauty of Twitter. I think a lot of people are scared of Twitter. Twitter is the I don't want to say the sophisticated social media because it's not, but Twitter is really where the thinkers go to get their stuff out, and it's mm. where the me it's where you see like the memes. Like Twitter is literally like three to three days to a week ahead of everything. So if you see it on Instagram, eight times out of eight, it was on Twitter first. Yep. And 
I think that that's like you like I said I didn't feel like I had to watch the debate I felt inclined to watch the Donald Trump debate because I felt like hey at the end of the day regardless of it's good or bad it's going to be interesting it's going to be comedy but the, but the Twitter made my day with that. I'm like, I don't have to watch them argue with one another, but I could, you know, literally see. I saw the face, Kamala. She put on, she went into full auntie mode, like, now you know you stole them cookies off that tabletop. Yeah. And, and my man's was literally up there trying to talk with the flowers. I'm like, I know you feel that, man. You saw that they had the um the meme when he was, they compared him to the dude from King of the Hill, the, the father. Oh. <laughs> that had nah. no legs. <laughs> I was like, yo. Like and like that's that's genius. Like I don't know who black white whoever made it, but I feel like Twitter is really the space where you're seeing a lot of this. this you know, you're getting the public eye idea of what these things look like for our generation. Because politics wasn't made with our generation in mind. It's not it's not played out in a way that for our generation to exactly. consume. So when something happens, you sh- I say you know I advise everybody to hop on Twitter even if you just get it. And you don't even write on it. I know I had a Twitter for like five years before I actually got into it and started like actually writing and actually participating in the conversations. And it's just like yo. Yeah, you really come up on a lot of stuff. I don't. I don't look at the news. I don't look. I go right to Twitter. Hit the trending app. Hit the news app. I know I'm gonna get something. I'm gonna get both sides right there. I'm gonna see how people on the left feel. People on the right feel. People on the upside. People on the downside. So, and that's important of who you have on your timeline, because everything on your timeline can just shape your perspective on everything. So I try to have an even amount. So I will follow just different accounts just so that it won't change my perspective on certain things. Because I realized when you follow certain, because I realized when I got onto my Twitter a little bit, I started feeling some type of way about a, a subject and then I didn't even listen to the other side of the argument. So please, when you go on Twitter, just try to cultivate your timeline to reflect your interests, but also take you outside of your interests and outside of the box. 100%, I think that's also, it goes in with being an informed citizen because it's like watching the news. If you only watch CNN, you're only going to get primarily a liberal, you know, point of view. Mm-hmm. If you only watch Fox News, you only going to get like a conservative point of view. But when I, no matter what I follow on Twitter, I'm gonna read the comments. If it interests me, I'm gonna read the first ten comments and just see like, all right, how are people feeling about it. Because I might agree, like you said, and then I'll dead people. Oh, somebody might say something left. I'm like, nah. But now I'm like, oh, well, I never thought of it that way. I might still support my opinion, but I'm you know you're able to converse in you know both in both lanes. You can see both sides. I think mm-hmm. that's probably the most important thing as a people, and I think that's what we're uh, we're losing as a society as well. We're trying to censor free speech. We are you know we're we're trying to like get away from a lot of our core values, but we're also you know we're not informed. We're literally just like hey you know what I agree with this so this is that and you're damn you if you if you think otherwise and I think yeah. you can't have that unless the the issue is literally killing people <clears throat> police brutality <clears throat> you shouldn't you should be open to you know understanding all sides of an argument. So that's just my piece on that. But shout out to Twitter. Shout out to Fly Sean for coming through and you know making the debate memorable. Come on now, we I see you, Fly. I ain't <laughs> had no other talk. I ain't had none of the talking points, but I saw Fly Sean and I saw the face. Of so. course, man. But um, yeah, man, just 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 getting away from Trump, um, man. Let's let's talk. About, you know, let's talk about another white guy that kind of had the internet in arms last night. Uh, Bill Burr. You, are you, you know who Bill Burr is? He's a comedian, right? Bill Burr is a comedian. I I never forget. My uncle put me on to him. He's like, yo, you want to see somebody that's gonna make you laugh? And he pointed this guy out. So you know, I sat down and watched him one day. And the first time I watched, it, I was a little off. You know, I'm, I'm I like black comedy. I like black humor. I, oh, that's what I understand. Black Same. commentary. You know. So at first it was weird trying to you know understand it, but after I watched this special, rewatched it and watched another one, I appreciated his comedy and more more than so. I understood what kind of comic he was. Like he's a white guy. You know, he's married to a black woman. He, he's grown up white. He understands white privilege, but his white is black. So he's understanding he has a biracial child. He understands what it's like raising his child in this climate. So what did he do last night? He was on Saturday Night Live, and he basically called out white women for hijacking the, uh, I guess, not the Me Too movement, but, you know, the the, the, the movements about outcries against injustice. He did. Oh. He, he called them a B word. I did see. I, I know that's when people went on, but it was a lot of people that's like, "How could you come on the TV and say this? And how could you? How dare you talk <laughs> about my gender? And this is an assault on women. This is assault on whatever." I'm like, "Well, first of all, uh, Karen, Karen, if I can call you that, Bill Burr has been doing these same types of sets for the last twenty years. Oh yeah, on the underground and on television." 
So I'm like, you know what you get when you sign up. Saturday Night Live picks people that are going to get people talking. They don't care whether the monologue is good or bad. But if you're talking about it, they win. Billboard made great points. He's like, yo, we have not been good to black people. It's our turn. He said, he said, Karen's for white women and white men to sit back and, you know, be talked to. Be explained to that. Yo, the system does not work for everybody that does not look like you. And that's pretty much what he said verbatim outside of calling them white women bitches, which is like, yo, all right, bro, they're going to come for you. But he don't have a TV show right now. He's, you know, he's chilling. He oh, yeah, but he's good, though. I, he's one of the leading comics right now. Yeah. And I and I remember some of his specials. I've seen some of his, some clips on YouTube. And he's a, to me, he's an equal for all type of guy of a sense that he jokes on black people, white people, males, females. He jokes on everyone. So that's why I could see him doing that point because he gives it all. So I could see him riling up people because he did rile up people a couple a couple years ago on his comedy special about about women and about jobs and everything like that so I can see that happening uh, shout out to Bill Burr man because I feel like you can, if you get a spot on that stage especially like Chris Rock I think was last week not saying I don't really watch SNL but I do watch the monologues every week just to see what they're talking about oh, yeah. but if you go on and get these platforms use your voice to make a point if you upset somebody, but you're also a, and but other people are applauding you, that means you did something right. Cause you make people think you're starting mm-hmm. a conversation. Cause somebody that was happy might can get a point of view that might you know they might still support you. But again, hey, I, I can understand why you're tight. Like I understood he, once he said once he called him the B word, I was like, all right, damn, they about to come for you. But then yeah, they're going to ignore every point that you made and go straight to that B word, which yeah. is kind of like I understand it because it's calling out your character in a sense. But you're just going to disregard all the points that he made prior to. That. In the words of Cat Williams, he didn't know all your names, so I apologize for the woman that he based <laughs> that joke on. <laughs> and, and all speaking on SNL, shout out to Maya Rudolph. She did an excellent job impersonating Kamala Harris. I give her that. She's doing a dope job, and I support her because she. I saw the clip of her, and she she did a, she did a better job than Kamala Harris did. <laughs> <laughs> she played Kamala better than Kamala yeah. as well. As well, but um, nah, I just wanted to get that in there because uh, I saw a lot of people mad about that earlier when I you know hit the, the news on Twitter. Shout out Twitter again, and I was like, oh man. Like y'all better relax. Like understand. Like you, every if you want to have freedom of speech, you're gonna be lying. If you know freedom of speech does not mean a random white person go up and call me the n-word just because they feel like they have the right to. And no, freedom of speech does not mean I should mansplain every woman who I disagree with. Not at all. But freedom of speech means I can say, I can share my opinion. Now I can, and I'm trying to share it in a digestible way, and I feel like he did it in a digestible way. Outside of that, you know, him use his use of the b word. So again, shout out Bill Burr, man. Watch his Netflix specials, them joints. They be slapping. I'm not gonna lie. All right, so wait, can we can we switch it up a, a little bit? Let's go, let's go. What you got in mind? Why are American people so obsessed over these celebrity relationships? Ooh, spicy. You talking about? I guess you talking about the Cardi situation. Yes, I don't understand why we up. Oh, so obsessed with these relationships and we view them as goals and everything like that because as you know Cardi B or at least last week because it's now looking different from what I'm seeing today she filed for divorce against Offset from the Meagles and you know there's speculation that he cheated on her again or you know but black men don't cheat you know I got my membership Faithful Black Man Association you know the vibes um, but it's speculated that so she filed for divorce and she, you know she pulled up post yeah I'm single and everything but now there's a lot of comments going on because now it's her birthday and she spotted chilling with Offset and he you know he's buying a Phantom He's over here. They doing, they doing, you know, reggae dances. He jumping off the top of a little ledge to jump on top of him. So now we don't even know what's going on in their relationship. But the comments that I'm seeing tearing her down, tearing him down, like, oh, he, he's going to do this again to you. Why would you be with him? Why do you care? Is Are you in a relationship with them? Why? I mean... Damn, that you asked a great question. Why? And I think I'm just going back to social media and just going up to how we grow up. Like we've all we've all been through our own situations that probably we haven't been we haven't dealt with, right? But then you you compound that by now we're 
in these celebrities' lives. We know what they eat for breakfast. We know what time they wake up. We know their mm-hmm. workout routines. We know where they at, when they going to be there, who they there with. Like, we have unlimited access to celebrities that we didn't have in the, back in the day. And it's just like, people literally, they start their day with whatever their routine is, and they're interjecting that with other with their favorite celebrity. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you feel like people owe you, we feel like these people owe you a response. So your, your opinion matters on these people. And I think that that's probably the biggest problem. We have this issue where like we're living on our phone we're living vicariously through these people and when they make a decision it's a lot of times even if it's a decision that hasn't affected you personally but something that you've seen other people go through you share your opinion you're like oh nah he going he, he going to cheat again girl they, they always cheating but you know what pissed me off they acting like they don't go through that in their real life the way how they comment on situations they act like they never been that like no guy ever cheated on him or cheated on her or anything like that like no I, well, frankly, because I've I seen a couple people that I know comment on certain su- situation. I'm like, no, I know. You, you're not. you toxic. I know why he left you. <laughs> we was all in school. We knew they, people were supposed to be them broke up. And then you see them in the party. They they don't come together, but they leave together. Uh-huh. Like, and it's like I say, it's her birthday. She's 28. She has the number one song in the world. Breaking records. Like... He bought her a rave. Like, who knows? Like, they who, who says they're not reconciling? The whole divorce report came out like weeks ago. So, who? Sorry, she didn't update y'all, but who cares? Like, yo, let her have her, let her live her life. I was more interested in who was at her party. They was dancing. Meg was twerking on her stuff. Like, I wop wop wop. Like, it was cool <laughs> to me. I'm like, why yeah. do I care? Like, it's not right. important at all. Literally, this is what it should be. You go on your phone, you see an artist, a celebrity do something you don't like. Oh, damn, that's crazy. Go about your life. That's all it has to be. We don't need a think piece. We don't need you to add the person. You don't no, no, We don't need none of that. Like legit. Like let them live their life. They want to. If you feel like it's a mistake, that's cool. It's her mistake to make. It's not yours. Make sure your dumbass don't make the same mistake. Yeah, and that goes right. for everybody. Like I'm a LeBron James fan to death. And but when he mess up, I call him out on it. Or I'll say my thing on the game. I'll say what I would do in that situation. But that's from a player standpoint. I don't care about his personal life. Even with Drake. I, I was giving Drake flack for even mentioning Scissor's name on the Twenty One Savage album on Mr. Right Now. Even though they dated back what oh wait, but Scissor said oh nine to protect. <laughs> I was giving him flack by like, yo, keep your mouth shut, Drake. And you know, everybody knows I'm a big Drake fan. But I'm like, there's certain stuff, but I don't, it's not affecting me. I'm not going to go on Twitter or Instagram. I'm not going to go to the Shade Room comments and type in, yo, Drake, shut up. I, I, no, I keep that in a thought and I go about my life. That did not affect me no type of way this week or anything like that. Big facts, big facts. And I, like like we say, like, yo, I think the biggest thing is that, like, we have so much time, but a lot of it is intertwined with being on the internet, being so engaged in other people's lives that and we're not really focusing on ourselves, right? We were talking about Twitter, the memes and stuff. Like, that was a really a way that a lot of people uh, consume the presidential debate. I mean, vice presidential debate, excuse me. But, like, yo, think about people that are making those memes. They're whipping these things out in five minutes, you know, ten minutes. People on YouTube making crazy videos. Photographers out here taking pictures and doing crazy edits. It's so much untapped talent out there, not just in the black community, but in all communities. And I feel like that's where our energy should really be at. Like, yo, shout out to everybody that, you know, took time in quarantine to develop a skill, that took time in quarantine to, you know, start that business or, you know, make that website, start that podcast. And we starting that podcast. But, you know, (laughs) like everybody has some kind of special talent. Like, yo, let's cultivate that. I don't want to go on social media and see, yo, so-and-so broke up with so-and-so like, or, you know, so-and-so is out here. They auntie, cousin, mama died. So now I got, you know, what we went to the funeral, sis. Like, I don't want to see that. Talk about what you're doing. Like, yo, send your condolences and, yo, let's make a plan. How are we going to get better? How are we going to get to this chicken? Because 100% fat. We, we, we big on generational wealth over here. And you got to start somewhere. Get this paper, man. There's too much money out here to be made. Man, guap. Man, like I said, all these, all these policies are helping the people with the most money. Let's get up. Let's catch up. I know the system is rigged against us, but, yo. Let's get this money, man. Like, how you getting this money right now? What you doing right now? If I tell you right now, we're going to skip this social media stuff. How are we going to go out here and try to get this money, big bro? I'm doing stocks, man. Ooh. Come on now. Stocks is the wave night now. Option trading. I'm learning from option trading from you, actually. So, we we trying to see how we get this money. Because, you know, right now, in the next couple of weeks, a lot of corporations are going to be even losing money in stocks or gaining money, especially with this vaccine coming along. I just mentioned earlier how that, comp- that Queen's company just tripled its profit just off of uh, endorsement from President Trump. So 
That's 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 the way to get the money. And then I know about you with the photography. You want to mention that? Oh yeah, yeah. We outside. We outside, man. I did a couple of events like last week. I wore my mask, Mama. I know you listening. I wore my mask. I promise. I got pictures with my mask on, just in case you don't believe me. <laughs> Social distance. Yeah, but um, yeah, the photography. Like, and that's like, it's not even like it's just like it's a job. Like that joint is fun. Like legit, if I could make salary and all of that or make enough money to support the fam and everything or photography I'll do it but I feel like there's I feel like there's just so much you know other so many other avenues like we got the pod now this is like it's a hobby but who who's to say you can't find a way to monetize it or, you know you can't build mm-hmm. with it so I think anything you could build with a lot of people know how to talk if you play sports yo coach these kids these kids it's these parents yo these parents is stressed bro they got their kids in the crib so I know school is open parents don't send your kids back to school I'm gonna be 100% with you I mean, I understand if you got to work, uh, there's no other choice, then, you know, do what you got to do. But if you got the opportunity to keep them home, keep them home. Because, yeah. like I said, it, it's, it's crazy out here. But, yo, if you play sports, yo, go to the park, open space, get some, yo, take the kids out, let them learn how to play yeah. football. A lot of these kids, they think they know how to play until they get in a real game situation, especially yeah. in the city. Like, yo, take these kids out. And I was just I was just mentioning earlier, like, yo, if y'all want to see us do, uh, make a YouTube channel and react to certain videos and give, a, give an in-depth opinion on that, that's a little way. Just by re- getting yourself a little equipment, recording yourself, watching videos, or even start in, in tapping into that creative side can potentially earn you money. Because I just saw Pontiac made DDG he told me last year he made over 100k a month for that whole year and I looked at his videos from last year besides his music video going up most of his most of his videos was just him reacting to videos that was that's the majority of his videos Come on now. The money's out there. You just got to get to it. You heard? 100%. And like, yo, thinking back to school, we know we went to school. They told us a lot of stuff that we not really applying right now. Yo, now is the time. Like, we all, we all, what, under 30, especially you under 30? Like, you grew up, you've seen everything mm-hmm. change. You see how it went from, you know, writing to typing. Like, you've seen everything go from, you know, go to the digital realm. Like, yo, let's get this paper because there's a lot of money to be made. And it's going to a lot of people that don't look like you and me. If you're listening, then I know who you are, right? So, yo, that's a big move right now. Get into them stocks. Shout out to Robinhood. Shout out to Weeble, TD Ameritrade, uh, Thinkorswim. Uh, Fidelity It's so many Trading platforms YouTube University You can learn anything On YouTube If you want to go Even more in depth Skillshare Udemy Like That was probably The coolest thing About quarantine These planes were just Dropping Like They were dropping Free subscriptions You you mean to tell me For 8 bucks a month I can learn how to be a DJ I can learn how to be A photographer I can learn how to be A videographer Learn how to make music Learn Whatever you want to learn It's out there And it's probably You could probably get it For the low low If not free Yep and also Shout out to all the course online stuff. I I can't I can never pronounce this name, so don't kill me in the comments. You about the wild out? Oh yeah, um, Coursera. That, uh, nope, I ain't never even. Oh man, but it's it's course and it ends with S E A. But it's like where they have online certifications for certain for certain stuff, so you could learn how to learn a new language. You can sit here learn a new skills, learn how to write in business emails. Just learn, just get your certifications and online classes for for cheap. So it's like there's a, a lot of things that you can sit here and do to improve yourself and to get money. Where 2020 was a year of setbacks, heartbreaks, letdowns. 20, let, let's try to set ourselves up so 2021 and beyond. Cause I don't know how 2021 going to look like. You know, administration has been dropping the ball. But, yo, beyond that, like, yo, it's going to be different out here. People working from home. It's going to be a lot of tech-based stuff. You're going to have a lot. Instead of trying to find somewhere to sit and eat your lunch, you might have an extra 15 minutes to, you know, write that, start writing that book and start doing your thing. So let's set ourselves up to be successful, 100%. You heard me? You heard? So... Man, you know, we normally do this, like, as a thing. We start out heavy. We're going to go into the fun stuff. We're going to take a brief intermission and be right back with you. I know you might need a little air break. You can press pause, but we're going to give you all a little little couple seconds. Go check go check that chicken in the oven, you know. Go make sure that, go make sure that wine or that beer is cold, and we're going to get right back with you. All right. This is the part where you press pause. <laughs> Thank you. 
All right, y'all, we back after a brief intermission. Just wanted to, you know, I'm not going to lie. We, we, we kind of played back the track just to see how it was sounding, making sure we was doing something. You know, this is probably the most revisions I do. I, in school, I never revised the paper. Once it was done, it was done. <laughs> That's a fact. But, um, you know, we, we kind of went a, a very political, very, you know, again, trying to enrich in that first section. So we kind of just talk about, I guess, entertaining at this point. Uh, I think what I want to go with the route. Let's go about, talk about quarantine, man, because that's probably one thing. We talked about Trump. We He definitely got the country stopped. The mm-hmm. world stopped. I don't think that has happened. Well, at least for a month or two, because I swear and when June hit, everybody and their mama was outside. Boy, <laughs> I think I didn't go outside till Juneteenth, honestly. like I was in the crib from March 18th all the way straight through yeah. to June 19th. So. And, certain, and, I, and I realized, you know, Atlanta, I mean, Georgia overall is in, still in phase two. You you go to Georgia right now, you can't even tell if they're in phase two or not. They look like they fully open, like Rona don't exist. Yeah, that that was the craziest part. Mm-hmm. But the Rona shut down everything. Like, I think it was so wild. Just you, you couldn't go do laundry without you know masking up. Couldn't go to the grocery store. Shout out to all the tech developers that came up because yo that Zoom stock boy. What? I wish I wish I bought it when it was like one eighty, bro. That drink five hundred dollars now, man. Instacart, freaking DoorDash. That DoorDash IPO that's going to drop in a couple months, man. That's going to do numbers. Like the end, the the whole food industry. I feel for the restauranteurs and you know yeah, and the mom and pop stores. Yeah, man. Like yo, if your mom and local mom and pops, you know eateries, no convenience stores and whatnot, they still open, man. Make Support you- them. Support them on Uber. I know. I know. Um, Postmates have a local restaurant section. I know Grubhub do a lot of local pops, mom and pops. Uber Uber East is doing the what's it called? No service, no delivery fee on Support black businesses them. through the end of the. Yeah, like support, support, yo. And I think to compound quarantine, like yo, bro, like just seeing different black people get killed every week was heavy. I know I said we're going to entertain, but this is like the reality of what quarantine was. You're literally stuck in the house, trying to work from trying to work from home. If you had kids, God bless you. I ain't got no kids, so you know I had students. But man, let me tell you, the way them parents was writing emails and calling and texting and saying, I, I never complain about you calling my kids' house ever again because I can't <laughs> even do this, like. Yo, it was crazy. People weren't a lot of people weren't used to being together for all those hours. I guess you could say. Yeah, because and then you realize being a parent is tough. And thank God I don't have no kids either because I don't know what I would do. Because not only you have to keep them active, but you gotta keep them off of social media. You gotta keep them off these TikTok trends and. That's just in, that's a battle man in itself. Big facts, big facts. I think like and I like it's just like I know I talking to students. I was like, yo, like how y'all staying calm? Like, well, I'm here. I played played a video. I think video games probably that was probably the, the saving grace for a lot of parents. You know, I, I used to complain that you'd be out in the street. You see the, the, the parents get the baby the iPad and the baby can log in and got Face ID and all of that. Like I was mm-hmm. like, oh wow. Well, like that was probably a good op, like a good little opt out move for the kid. Like, oh, you done with schoolwork here, baby? Go go watch YouTube for 15 hours. I don't know. I, I've seen my nephew develop some toxic traits playing 2K. <laughs> I see him. In my park homeboy was going crazy to calling somebody you trash fam i was like oh no and he's like 10 and i'm like oh i mean i guess that's what it is now you know but overall i think video games is a lifesaver for these kids but you know hope these kids at least get some type of knowledge in because you know that's one thing i regret as a kid not Listening to adults and reading more and all that. I know that sounds boring and corny now, but... As hell. <laughs> but I, I realize the the impact it can have in the future and everything. So, you know. Yeah, I think growing up, I feel like you know, your parents set you up. I think we had options. Like, you could go outside. Oh, a, lot, a lot of these kids don't really go outside to go, like, play and stuff unless they play sports. But... I think the fact that they just they didn't even have that option like they were just in the house and then a lot of them you got siblings especially if you're in low income neighborhoods you 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 watching your sibling try they trying to do school while you trying to do school and mom trying to do work and who knows if y'all got the resources to do so like yeah, it's crazy I know for me I haven't went a little stir crazy for a point it's just like it's just like a very downtrodden routine like yo you can't go outside like you can't go link with the bros you can't mm-hmm. go in, you know can't have date night for real you can't leave the house to go at date night no trips all oh, the no trips was a killer man not being able to go to no what? white sand beach or, you know 
I, I had plans. I had plans. I'm glad I got to go on vacation before Ibiza, the world shut down. Spain. Oh dang, bro! Oh, you was about God. to go to a Ibiza. You about to take a pill in the Ibiza? Oh, I was going to do Drake and pop me a half and let the show take the hold. No, that sounds <laughs> sound a little cringy. Just a tad bit cringy. It's all right, Uncle Rookie's ass. <laughs> I'm just recording a Drake leg. Don't mm, like, Drake, just do. I love Drake. Drake been a little creepy, man. He said I ain't he gonna dating. lie. Drake said he's dating since then. Oh wait, she was like 17. I'm like, hold on now. Yeah, well, he's 22, right? Yes, yeah, oh, that's yeah. like them college. Seniors that show up on moving day. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, oh, let me carry your books upstairs. And, you and know. she unfollowed him from that. I mean, of course she did. And she that's probably some real need to know. <laughs> People ain't need to know. And I ain't gonna lie, Drake been getting his outdated this drawn bars off for a minute now. And I'm like, all right, Drake, you being a little messy now. Even though even though your music is fire, you being a little messy. Laughing now, Carlita's my joint, but. Yeah, no, that that was interesting, man. But like, quarantine was was a rough one. You really couldn't do but so much. I I, I appreciate the bros. We we was Call of Duty, and I went from being like if I was I was trash beforehand. I can get a couple kills every now and then, but you know now I'm alright. You know I'm I'm not gonna be at the bottom of the board. I'm gonna hold my own. Yeah, and also me, I picked up yoga. Yoga's been a life scent for me. I've been doing thirty day challenge yoga. I ain't know how unflexible I was. Just doing, just doing like Cobra or something like that or Crow. That ain't yoga is not for the weak. I'll tell you that right now. Anybody think anything negative about yoga and people who do yoga is some feminine stuff or is not it's soft or anything? Try it. Just do a thirty minute class and in your mind will change from that. Shout out to the yogis out there. I shout out to the Peloton team too. Got the Peloton in the crib. I try. I got. I, I didn't build a crazy routine, but I know if I feel like I need to work out, I feel sluggish. I can go and get a quick little fifteen minutes. I forgot old boy's name. It's the black dude on Peloton. If you do Peloton, you know who I'm talking about. He be whooping your ass, but by at the end, you be feeling like you can do pretty much yeah. anything. And then also just the quarantine, just working at home, working from home. I started feeling like my home was a prison. Like I like I take my work out of the out of my bedroom so I don't have to like at least because I know just working in my bedroom doesn't help because I start mess up my sleeping whatnot but so I take it to the front and I just start like I have to do like a thirty minute or to an hour walk every single day just to to have some blood flowing yeah quarantine is I, I do what I have to do to stay safe but yeah. I think probably the best part of um, quarantine was actually like the the verses that Swiss and um and Timbo was doing. That was oh, crazy. Yeah, the clutch. It felt like you know you you know you couldn't go to concerts. It's done until twenty twenty two at the least in my mind. Like I ain't festival all of that. Twenty twenty one. Now I'm going. I'm not going outside next year either. <laughs> next year, if it's not out, if it's not, if I'm not being paid to be there, I'm not going. <laughs> Catch me in Portugal. You heard July 2021. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, Versus was dope to me. I felt like just you know seeing, not even just like getting to see artists interact, but like you hearing the music and you know for for the it started out with the songwriters, which was dope because I felt like yo. Yo, I didn't know you wrote that. Like, Jonte and Neo was the joint. Sean Garrett and um was and uh, the Dream was cool, but they ain't had no real flow to it. Sean could- Garrett was drunk. My boy was look, my boy was staring at that camera, buzzed. Out. I know, I know all my real drinkers out there know when you that that when you get that colorness in your eye and you start looking. You know the vibes. Yeah, I mean the dream was bodying him, but then the dream played all his fire early, and Sean Garrett was like, "Oh word, I, I feel you. He was, he was wilding, but then hold hold this joint, then hold this Usher joint, then hold the Sierra joint, and it's like, yo, nostalgic, nostalgia wins in verses. Who what you who you think had the best verses? Oh, that's a tough one. Cause I I like each verses. For what they are like, the Monica and Brandy, I like it because it was it was a little competition, and I like that. Which was which was the original, I think was the original prep, um, premise for versus to have you know a celebration, but also have a little competition. And then also like the two chains versus Rick Ross. Oh, that's because you a rap dude. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's it's kind of hard, and I and I like the DMX one too, cause the DMX one is Snoop Dogg. That just bought a lot of vibes for me being younger and everything. The DMX beat the brakes off of Snoop. <gasps> DMX DMX violated Snoop. I was sorry if you tell me Snoop one, you're bugging. 
Oh D, my D, god! Then, no, I forgot you, you young LA over here. Nah, DMX <laughs> beat the brakes off of Snoop. No, I think the best verses for me, I love Babyface joint. The Babyface and uh. Teddy Riley, that joint was fine. Wait, hold on. Your Wi-Fi working? We good, we good. We in here. Your Wi-Fi working? Wi-Fi working. Wi-Fi working. Wow, what's up? Oh, because you like Teddy? <laughs> oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a joke. Like joke. Uh, nah, um, that threw me off. That's crazy. <laughs> but nah, the baby face joint was cool. I just felt like Teddy Teddy was front. Remember, he said he tried to act like the screen was frozen. I was like, nah, bro. You know you're getting your yeah. ass whipped. Oh, and I like the Nelly and Ludacris. Despite his connection not working, Nelly and Ludacris... Nelly and Ludacris had to go. Put I think- some respect on Ludacris. Ludacris doesn't get the accolades that he needs to. Like, Ludacris really put on a sound and with the visuals. Any artist now that has, like, crazy visuals to their song, credit Ludacris, because Ludacris always gave A1 visuals to but his hip-hop, song. Especially in hip-hop. Yep. I think that's when... I think a lot of stuff you was, people were doing in the pop realm and the R&B realm, the singing world, but for hip-hop, Ludacris was probably one Thanks. of them. Especially when he had literally the midget hanging off his necklace. Come know, on, you now. Say, you said the M-word, bro. You got to be politically correct. Little person. We sorry. Don't Uh-oh. don't 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 cancel Little us before per- we get I mean, started. That was, the, that was the bar. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. That was the bar. <laughs> don't cancel. Nah, Ludacris was a joint. Ludacris, I think Luda. Outcast, like they had the visuals on deck that was popping. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the best verses was Neo versus Jonte Austin. I think that set oh, the bar. Yeah. I think you know if you was any, you probably enjoyed the. Um, the I B- know Neo and wrote that many songs for people. Though. Nah, Neo and John. I was a Jonte Austin fan from when they dropped Turn It Up in like '07. Like, that was my yeah. joint, man. I was in, I'm back on Mother Whip. Like, oh snap, this that grown folk music. Wait, wait. And then I, I guess everybody's favorite one, probably what I've been getting from everybody, was the Beanie Man versus. No, that's because you only talked to us. Indians. That one was cool. I ain't going. I ain't going. <laughs> no, that's the general consensus. No, it's not. I'm saying I had a party. That's cool. I'm the R&B guy. I'm a rock with the R&B, and I thought the Neo and you heard Aaliyah, you heard Mariah Carey. I think that like for energy wise, I, I give it to the Bashment turn up, but I feel like the Neo and John Tage, right? Like I said, this versus probably doesn't take off like it did, and if, if that one doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. But um, I think music, I, music, I was disappointed with the Jagged Edge in one twelve. I ain't watch it. I turned it off after two after like two rounds. I was like, this isn't interesting. They look like they ain't follow the rules. They just showed up. They trying to get a little clout. And then the Manny Fresh and Scott Scorch was ah. Uh, Manny Fresh lost, but let's be real, Scott Storch, just because you add pianos, don't mean it's your song. Yeah, that's right. So I'm like, oh, and also the the most the horrible loser, fabulous. You let me down. You let Brooklyn down with that one, yo. Yeah, Jada, Jada wild you up, bro. I don't understand. You have hits. I don't know what you was playing. I don't know who told you about verses, but come on now. You had you had Jada up there drunk, whipping your butt. Come on now, G. I love your music, but come on now. Nah, I think music honestly was really the savior of quarantine. We had some some nice projects that you know came out during quarantine. I think one that stands out top was uh, that Kalani drink was fire. Oh, her album, her album, fire boy. Baby, no, I hate the club. That record fire. Yo, that is my song. I don't. I'm been. I've been tweeting her. I've been DMing her. I need visuals for that song, Kalani. If you're listening to this. I need, I need that. And I know your deluxe is on the way, so I think you're waiting, but I think you're going to do a video for one of your songs that you put on the deluxe, but I need to hate the club, because that, that's a classic right there for me. So, Kalani, her, her joint, I, I think she did her thing. I think her rollout was dope, her making her visuals. I mean, yo, if we get Kalani to listen to this episode, that's fire. But, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, she, 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 she put on with that. I'm trying to see who else. Who else dropped like a really Wait, fu- before we even go, you know, everybody go support my boo, LMA. You know, she just dropped a Nala Love song. You know, she ain't yeah. having dropped in almost a year or so. And, you know, go support that. Go stream that. You feel me? I'm a big fan of her. I love her first album. And hopefully I'm, I'm excited for the second album. So I see her growth as an artist. Keep doing you, boo. I see you. So you shout out to Kalani and LMA. Oh, no, no. LMA is number one. You know, shout out to you, Kalani. You're beautiful as well, but LMA, you know the vibes. All right. I, I can dig that. I'm trying to see. Um, who did the weekend? No, he dropped in December, I believe, right? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the weekend. Yeah, like I like that weekend album. I feel like Dark Pop, it, it, I feel like I was playing like Vice City or something. It was dope. And then what you call it? And far as R and B, the Bryson Tiller, I have to sit on it. It just came out not too not not too long ago. I have to sit on it. I, I'm liking the vibe, but I have to. I think the problem that we do with artists who have like classic first albums, we put them too much of on on a pedestal. 
so now the next project if it's not what we think if it's not what the first album is it's automatically a fail in our eyes and we have to get away from that mindset so that's why I'm just even though his second album wasn't wasn't that great but so he did, he has not that much to live up to but I guess since he's been out for that long it kind of messed it up so I'm just I'm gonna sit on it I like the Drake feature I like certain I like certain songs he got into his bag and certain other songs so I'm gonna sit with it before I actually give a real review on it all right, all right, I think. What you know about that Drake mixtape? Oh, fire! Drake can't. Drake never miss. You on. That mixtape was trash. He can't miss. That mixtape. Hundred, hundred percent off the field. Ten for ten. Nah, that mixtape was trash, bro. How? That mixtape was trash. It was a. Bunch it was of a collection of throwaways, and it was still great. You no. telling me Chicago freestyle wasn't fire? Two. 30, baby. Shout out to Gibeon put out some great fight Oh, yeah, quarantine, yeah, yeah. But nah, it wasn't a great project. Demons, viral. Come on. I heard now. it. Maybe if I heard it in the club. From Florida with love. I can promise you. All the only song that's from that project to this day is not Tootsie YouTube. Slide? Nah, only Tootsie. Tootsie, whatever his name is, that dancer. I, I promise you, the only song I still listen to is not you, too. Nah, that's not... For a throwaway, for a throwaway mixtape. No, nah, you got it's the fact. Fire. The fact that you got to preface it just shows it's not. It's not that. High. It was. It was throwaways. Those songs that he put out there before. Mm-hmm. It was not something with cohesiveness that he usually do. Which I'm excited for his album. Which I think he's dropping in October. Well, it's his birthday. OVO. It's his birthday month. Of course. Come on it. now, and then um, I know there's some other artists that I want to show some love to that I've been that they that. I've been jamming. Oh yes, Abby Jasmine. She's a Staten Island artist. You know she. I don't think she that well known, but I hope she is well known. But you know she released her album, and that album was amazing. I know she's gonna release her her the deluxe version of it. Her album, Who Cares? I really love it. Groovy, artificial lover, Chevy. Shout out to her. She's dope. You know, I even talked to her on Twitter a couple of times. Oh, so this is you shooting a shot at your third arm? No, she got a man. Okay, let's make sure. <laughs> right, come on now, it's only LMA I'm shooting my shot at. But I just love her. I love, I love her sound. I love, I love what she talks about. I want to give a shout out to that. And also want to give a shout out to Tiana Taylor because her album was very underrated. Also? Yes, very underrated. I'm a Tiana fan. I, 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 it didn't do it for me. And I thought the first two was great. What? Uh, maybe I gotta listen to it again. I was no, like, wait, you talking about the album that Kanye West produced? I like that album too. I like seven. Over this album? I, it didn't do it for me. I, I You're bugging. Oh, come it, on. It, it didn't do it for me. You're bugging. Come this on. This might not go so well, but it didn't do it for me. Like I was like, it's cool. Like you you got one from a seven track album to like a twenty two song album. Like Come eh. on. I would say can that. We, can, I, we be, can we be honest? Yeah. Her best songs are too short, her worst songs are too long. I get that's career wise like her, the songs that you want to be four minutes are two minutes and 30 seconds and the songs that you like yo alright give me to the next record be like four minutes and I'm like yo I'm not I'm, I'm not and I think that's a product of the music industry that interests mm-hmm. me cause I'm like yo we doing this streaming stuff like your best the best records are two minutes cause y'all want streams but then it's like you're hurting the quality of the song like I'm not saying her album is whack but it just for me like when seven, when 7 dropped bro in college I was bumping that joint 7? Like, 7 the first mm-hmm. album her first joint that had a maybe and the joint the, the Chris Brown record and the um the Tory Lane song the the record where she was t- like clowning Tory for trying to get out her oh like that, I forgot about that that album was crazy to me bro and then the Kanye record for even though it was short you can't say the songs was really misses like they she had different vibes like you could play that record on the web you could play it around your moms unless you unless, except for you know the the, the WTP and the, the other the threesome record but okay. it, was, it was a solid project I feel like for me I didn't have no real standouts like the standouts was the, the song she put out so what's your thought on the Janae Aiko album though Janae Aiko Come on now, I don't want to say trash. I don't want to say trash. Don't I, don't don't be disrespectful. I'm not gonna be disrespectful. I want because uh, she's talented as hell. I feel like for me personally, and I, I consider myself a connoisseur. Some people wine connoisseurs. I'm an R&B connoisseur. I felt as though Janae Aiko shouldn't. She's a person that needs to make twelve song albums. 
Cause I feel like she had joints like when she was triggered and you know it was none, none of your concern. concern. Pussy fairy. Yeah, whole you know the the whole part two joint like I kind of like on the way and BS. On, on the way man. BS, but I'm saying those are the six of the first ten songs. The Nas joint yeah. is fire. The Nas, the deluxe version. Every song in the deluxe version slaps. But I'm like I feel like Janae she gets you hype and you think you about to get like you know I wanted angry Janae. I wanted like give me give me an album. Like, she Joe, happy though. She with Big Sean. But remember, but that's not what the single said. Oh yeah, that's not what the first half. I guess her her album was about like transition and growth. But I'm like, when you get to the growth and like the Namaste music, I'm like, I'm good for that. I I can listen to Headspace if I want to. I ain't Namaste. gonna lie. I will I will love just uh. This might sound inappropriate, but I would just love a a sex EP. Oh yeah, um, from Janae Eichel because oh, yeah. when she got on her bag with Pussy Fairy, remember Maniac? Yeah, and then when she got on her bag with her sister on the way, and also shout out to Mila J because Mila J is a lot of one because nobody know what she was doing in 2019. She released an EP for each month, and it was all slaps for Mila J. But I just want, I just want just a, a baby making EP from Janae Eichel because when she get into that bag. Forget about it. I got, I got, I got to give it to Janae for that. But I, I agree because I like the first half of her album. For some reason, there's certain artists that when they talk about pain or heartbreak, they sound so dope. But when they talk about happy stuff, it's just, it just doesn't slap. slap. Like it doesn't, it doesn't slap like it's supposed to. And I think Janae Eichel is one of those artists and I'm sorry to say she just falls in that category like when she talks about pain and stuff like that or even sex it, it, it hits more. I don't know I don't know if she feels more vibey to it but it just hits more. Going back to that Kalani record though that that Water record fire. Come on now. That whole album was fire. It too. was. It was. That. But no, I see Janae got some bops on there but like I said it, just, it wasn't a, a full listen like a full mm-hmm. rundown. And I'm excited for Queen Najee. Really? Yeah, I love her. I've been watching Pack, her YouTube not, for not, a minute. Not Pack, like, what's the other joint? Butterflies Part 2? Butterflies Part 2 yeah, is cool. Yeah, and then Good Morning Text. I like that. And then I want to give a shout-out to this upcoming artist who had uh, a great album. Her name is Kesha Page. And she released oh, Cash Page. Cash Page. Teenage Fever. Love it. I love it. And my favorite track is Jaded. That reminded me. I don't know if she got inspiration from Drake album. Um, Scorpion with with Jaded, but that album, that song is fire to me. I was I was just like blown away by her. I was really blown away by her by her, and I think she she's gonna be she's gonna be somebody that we gotta pay attention to in the future. Uh, I could I could jack that. I, I got her on my list. I I can't front. I I didn't listen to it as much as I should have, but um. This album didn't come out in quarantine, but Lucky Days Project still was something I played a lot during quarantine. I don't like how she, I don't like how he promotes his music. I mean, stop releasing albums with songs that you release from other albums. I mean, with stop streaming, it. If, if no, we, no, no, no. Stop it. Stop it. How many times am I gonna listen to Paint It or Concentrate or or, or Rose Some More? You gave me two different Rose Some Mores on two different albums. Stop it. I mean, if we being honest though, if he talking about streaming. That is how it works. You want you want a song to get streamed? No, but but now I'm not excited for your project now because now I'm because you did this to me twice now. So now I'm like, yo, am I am I next project is it going to be all new music or just at the end you going to do a French Montana again? You no, know, man, French Montana just released his album. He already had Locked Jaw, which been don't, out don't, for two or three years. Don't talk to me about Come that. Come on, I'm gonna now. Be tight, stop I was, it. Because that man was running around like I just went go and like yeah, your song been out for three years. Of course, people if it was cool, they played it mad times. Like, come on now, stop it. I, I love Lucky Day. I think he has a, a great sound and he's gonna be a tough force, but I get what you're trying to do with your streaming, bro, but keep that repeating songs on albums on a minimum because that pissed me off. I'm trying to think. I, I got a, uh, not, he's, he's been around, but the Avery Wilson EP, eight, um, 834, that joint was smooth. Mm-hmm. The, the ATM record, that's a bop. Um, August Alcina came Party out. Party Next Dog album came out? It did. Savage, Savage Anthem. That oh, that was yeah. a record. That was a record. That was, that was fire. But um, I feel like we we dragging right now. So you know what? We gonna let y'all go. We appreciate y'all for tuning in to episode zero. You know, this is testing, testing. We are here. You know, this this might not go so well, but hopefully it does. And me, me gonna be back at you next week with another episode. Yes, and you know, like. 
comment, you know, and you know, rate, you know, that's how that's how our podcasts go up and get more attention. And we love we love your feedback. You know, you want to give socials or nothing? Uh, not right now, not right now. Y'all know y'all, y'all gonna know where to find us soon. We about to drop this. It'll be on our personal pages, and um, we gonna have Instagram and social media rollout coming real soon to y'all. I don't want to spoil that yet, but yeah. uh. On the sign off, it's your boy Slick Grayson, aka Low Through the Looking Glass. If you know, you know. Uh huh. It's your boy Poppy Sazon, aka B Breezy. Why? Because I'm killing these hoes. All right. Jesus. All right. We out. <laughs>